Come on. Alan. <laughs> we had to be a podcast and our third virtual social. That's hey, it. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm getting a habit. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> Twice is a treat. What's three times? Well, I don't know. I've never had so many beers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, I, I was saying that the other day. That I'm a, I've never actually been a big drinker at home, but... Literally, since doing these podcasts, I'm, I'm, because I'm doing two a week at the minute, I'm having to drink every, like two nights a week, which is completely alien to me. Developing a habit there, buddy. I know. Yeah, it's good though. To be fair, in the first first lockdown, I, I was to say I never really drank at home, and then I got into um, rum, and I was having like one a night, like one every other night or something, and then it became every night, and I was thinking. I'm loving this, but this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> really bad. Well, look, you know the trick, Dill. Um, the first thing we do every week, what are you drinking tonight? Well, <laughs> I'm actually double parked right now. So I've got some weird one, Grimbergen. Never heard of it. Okay. Um, and trusty Heineken. Heineken. Yeah. They're only small that. bottles. There we Still go. Still on the <laughs> Still yeah. drinking the cause, still going strong with the cause. I was going to have a bottle of wine tonight, actually, but I thought, no, it's Dad's Beer Club. Yeah. Got to stick to the beer. It's not changed the title just yet. <laughs> no, Dad's Dad's Wine Club. If we get a bit highbrow. We might have a Dad's Wine Club. <laughs> have a cheese and wine night virtually. It- <laughs> <laughs> so, what's been going on, Tilly, over the last couple of weeks? Ah, oh, mate, just busy coming to the end of my trip now. I'm in the last. Next week's the last week. When did you um, come back? Uh, Friday, twenty sixth. Okay. Um, and then I need to check because I was meant to do this test and release um, thing that they're doing, but I don't know if they're still doing that now. Um, which would have meant I would have had to just isolate for five days, mm-hmm. uh, take a test on the sixth, and then get the results within a few hours. But I think. I'm sure I read that they were doing away with that scheme. So now I have to isolate for 10 days. In a hotel or at home? No, at home. Because I'm not coming from a, they call it a hot hot spot. Yeah. Um, which, to be honest, I can't see how France isn't a hot spot because <laughs> their rates are ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I get to isolate at home anyway. That's good. Yeah, home comforts, back on the rum. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen much in the news about these um, the COVID pledges? Oh, yeah, I have. Uh, <laughs> hang on, let me have a right. <laughs> so I get it; it's amazing. Well done. Yeah, but I've not had a jab yet. You've not had a jab. You know, there's a lot of people that still haven't had it. We've done amazing to jab as many as we have, but... 16 million, I think, at the time of recording. Ridiculous amount. And, you know, it echoes. It goes to show what we can do as a nation. But let's start pledging any spare vaccines or any leftovers we have until we've all had it. (laughs) At least give us one shot, at least. that, That is what they're saying, though, isn't it? Isn't it? Once everybody here's had it, then you can have the rest, sort of thing. Yeah, but they shouldn't be promising stuff like that just yet. I don't. I, we're not even out of lockdown, <laughs> like, and then we're we're sort of saying to people, 
yeah, yeah, once you've had a jab, that's fine. We can then give away any surplus. Nah, I don't agree with it. Not yet. There's, Not um, Everyone yeah. I find has had it. Because I was, I was looking at some of the numbers earlier, and there's um, so most, what do you call them, developed countries? Yeah. Is that what is probably the right word? So, yeah, you know you know the countries I mean, USA, Canada, France, yeah. UK. We've all sort of ordered two or three times over what we would need. So I think the UK ordered 400 million doses um, and, what, 60 million people in the UK needing, 60, needing, yeah, needing two doses. So 120 million cases, sorry, doses needed. You know, nearly three hundred million spare. Think the thing I think with that though is, does somebody not do the maths? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do, but they're on a beer club. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, right. Everybody needs two. Okay, and how many of us? Right, sixty million. Okay, money's tight at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, let's get four hundred million of them. <laughs> thing is that they. Haven't they said that once we've had them, had the jabs, it, it might become a common thing where you you have to have a booster, yeah, like an, an annual booster. So <clears throat> let's. Well, they, don't, keep... they don't know how long it's going to last. They don't know how long the no. immunity lasts, do they? Exactly. I, I just think if I, I get help out globally, help out. We everyone yeah. should because um, it is a global pandemic. So yes, help out globally, but let's not. Let's not leave ourselves open to anything. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? if, if you look at the not so developed countries, so um, uh, you look at Brazil, Brazil have ordered enough for 55% of their population. India have ordered enough for 4%. 4%? So 4% of the population, yeah. 116 million doses they've ordered and what, one point something billion of them. Um, Indonesia, 38%. And the one that I found most surprising, the, the country with all the money, Saudi Arabia, 4%. Yeah, that's to look after the 4% club. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the prince and all his extended family, no doubt. Exactly. Family name, that is it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, I didn't know that. That's surprised. It's kind of surprised me in a way about Saudi, but also not. Yeah. 4%, jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah. You'd have thought the the, the the countries with the most money should be, be the deepest million. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like us. Hmm. So I mean, yeah, they they have ordered three million doses. That's it. Crazy. I don't. Yeah. Like so, don't know who's doing the math or what club they're at, but yeah. But you know, Canada. Canada ordered five times their population. What? Yeah, we ordered three and a half. Canada ordered five. It's like, mm. yeah, did we? Did <laughs> did they order with the intention of giving away? I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's something. Yeah, maybe it's something to do uh, globally. I don't know. You know, like I say, so many countries have banded together. You know, um, so maybe yeah, maybe it is part of something bigger. Yeah. Um, hopefully, <laughs> not just like you say. Somebody sat in a pub going, "Yeah, sod it. Just all, whatever. Order four hundred million." Probably in that Parliament pub that stayed open. 
<laughs> That's when they did it. <laughs> Someone was pissed and did the maths. He said closing time. Went, nah, 400 more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's good. It's good that they are rolling out the the doses that they are. Like I said, I think 16 million people. That the hoping is it by the autumn that most people in the UK yeah. will have the vaccination. Yeah, they're saying yeah by autumn they they want. Some people would have had two, but most would have had at least one shot. Yeah. Um, you know, crack on. Like, they, the way they're doing it at the moment, and some places doing 24-7, you know, that's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. But isn't it weird how how things now have become so normal? What was alien like before? Like, the first lockdown, masks. You know what I mean? It was always... You know, you jump out your car or wherever, you go into a shop and you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot my mask. No, do you know now, what? It was, it was always, for me, it was, you know, when you go around London and you see the Chinese that would walk around with their face masks and you think, <laughs> look at those bloody weirdos. Yeah. And now it's everyone's doing it. Mate, Maybe well, they were the normal ones after all. Well, yeah, they are <laughs> intelligent, mate. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I was... When I went to Australia last year, February, just before all of this, I had to change at Abu Dhabi on the way back. And I remember getting into the airport and there was just so many people wearing masks. And this whole COVID thing had it just started to be spoken about in the news. And it was in Wuhan and that was it at the moment. Um, and I seen all these people in masks and I was thinking, have I missed something here? Like, this, is bit, this is really weird really weird and then you're queuing for your plane to board and everyone's wearing a mask and i'm so they go i ain't got i ain't got a mask i was doing this on my top like do i need to <laughs> <laughs> that guy in the back slowly lifting it up but now it's so it's so normal like i have i have a mask probably in most of my jackets in the pocket just what, in case in the car two in the um the center console of the car yeah got them everywhere mate i got them everywhere and it's just although do you know what really winds me up when my wife drives my car sometimes she'll she'll wear my masks and then i'll go to put them on and it will have makeup caped on the inside of it and yeah, i did the yeah. other day i did the other, and then i picked up and i was like <laughs> <laughs> what you want to do mate is just put a little bit of like boot polish on the top yeah 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 the next time she puts it on she just have a black ring <laughs> have you been wearing my mask no 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 all right yeah Panda eyes, but no, that's like I saying it's become normal now. Like <clears throat> yeah. the way of the way of life is changing, and it's it's weird to think we are living in an historical moment. Yes, that's, it's weird. I still can't come. Like my same with your little boy, my little lad. I wonder how much of this they'll remember when they when they grow up. How much of it, and to think that they've lived through it. I'm surprised. I don't know about your boy, but I'm surprised mine hasn't. Because when I put a hat on, Leah wants me to take it off. Uh, that, but putting a mask on has never even been questioned. And I wonder what, like, how that what they see that yeah. as. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, De Dex is the same. Um, like you say, with the with the mask. And so, to be fair, he's even told me before when I've picked him up from well, preschool. Put, put your mask on. Yeah. <laughs> I, was stood, I, mean, I was stood at the gate waiting to pick him up and he walked down and it's like a you know there's yellow tape on the floor you have to stand behind the line 
Yeah. And I was thinking, the teacher didn't say anything. And it was Dexter as he was walking down, shouting, Pappy. And I was like, thinking, oh, isn't this cute? He's like, he's happy to see me. I was like, hey, buddy. He goes, where's your mask? Cheers, <laughs> oh, <yes>, mate. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. But yeah, it is weird, mate. It's weird to think, like, how much of this they'll remember. And yeah. they're, they're going through it. Like, we can't do the normal things with them at the moment. No. So they they can't they are missing out they are missing out on so much of childhood. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's amazing that when the Spanish flu came mm-hmm. around in was it nineteen eighteen? It was just after the war, wasn't it? Nineteen eighteen. They say that lasted two years and went away, just vanished. Mm. Really, yeah. they're oh. estimating that this COVID crisis is going to last. Well. You know, once everyone's vaccinated and it's probably going to be two years, how have we not advanced in, you know, 100 years that it still takes the same time to shift a virus? Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. I mean, completely different to a virus, but you look at the Mars landing, look how that technology has advanced. Yeah. And, and it's always evolving. They've got like the top minds working on all of this stuff to explore space. Yet, you know, at the start when we were talking about um, vaccinations, they were like, oh, how are we going to find a vaccination? How are we going to battle this? How are we going to distribute it? And you're thinking, hang on, we have people that can create things to <laughs> fly into space for mm. seven months flying through space before they land on another planet. All controlled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I know it, it's there. How are we not advanced more, especially with mm. vaccinations and things like that? What did you make of that Mars lander? Because I saw that this week and I just thought, oh, well, we've landed another <laughs> robot on Mars. Like, how, honest, how many is that? To be honest, I just thought, what a waste of money. Yeah. I, I genuinely, I thought, what? Why is this? <laughs> why is this in the news? Like, I just with, thought we've they've done this, haven't they? Yeah. How, so many, this, how many rovers have they put on Mars? I don't even know what number this is. Rover 400? I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I don't get it. They keep saying they're looking for signs of life. You know, but what? So what? What if there was? What are we going to do? <laughs> like, Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, we've got a podcast later. Do you want to be on it? <laughs> <laughs> Next week, my guest is from Mars. <laughs> What's it like after. being a dad to a microbial <laughs> speck of dust on another planet? Yeah. <laughs> Has he got a mask on? It, like, th- this one's um, this one's got a helicopter on it. Oh, the the rover. Yeah, yeah so we can explore all the, uh, the what's it? They call it like the ancient lake beds and. I mean, that's pretty cool that they're <laughs> going to be able to fly a remote control helicopter on another planet. Exactly, and that's the thing. They're, they're, they're able to do that, yet we were facing a point where we were going, how are we going to vaccinate everyone? Do you know what I find amazing about that? I still can't get phone signal in my front room. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm still struggling to connect to Wi-Fi in France. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if my phone rings in this house, I have to go upstairs. Downstairs, there's no signal. It's crazy, mate. It is. <laughs> We're investing in the wrong areas. That's it. 
That is it. But and always... Go on. I mean, it, yeah, it looks like we're, we're heading out of lockdown now. Numbers seem to be dropping. Is it Monday that they're going to be announcing uh, the roadmap, yeah. as they call it, to what's yeah. happening, how we get out? That's, um, <clears throat> I'll still be here, but I've watched most of the announcements still. Um, I just hope, honestly, I just hope when when he makes this announcement, like, joking aside, priorities is definitely the schools. Like the kids. Getting I, them back open. Yeah, just getting them open in whatever fashion, whether it's like phased returns or whatever, but that needs to be the focus um, because they are missing out, mate, on so much. They're just... Yeah. The, just the whole interaction, just everything. Um, and it, it just needs to give everyone... If you think, just by getting the schools open and the kids back, how much it's going to sort of pressure, it's going to take off parents. Yeah. People working from home, you know, even the even the sad stuff, you know, the amount of, like, abuse, child abuse, everything that's going up in numbers because of it. Yeah. You know that it gives people. It just gives everybody a break and an escape again. And it, yeah, it's got to be priority. But there'll be people. There'll be people that slate whatever he says anyway. Yeah. I I seen a picture the other day of him slumped over after one of the briefs. And <laughs> as mad as he is, he just looked defeated. Like you think of the stress and the strain on him. He's having to stand up there and make these announcements. Not us. But then he has to face the backlash of everybody having an opinion on it. And it's okay to have an opinion, obviously, but <clears throat> got him some slack. Jesus. Yeah. He's trying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, said, we've said before as that you know that everyone's learning on the job with this, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's not uh, nothing that was predicted, really, no matter what the people say. Um, I just think, yeah, when he gets this roadmap, it's going to be such a relief for everyone. Just to have a timestamp in your head of, okay, by April, we'll be able to, uh, you know, be able to go to a pub outside, be able to play yeah. sports. Yeah, it's like a, cu a couple of um, things you need to remember this year. Your own birthday, your son's birthday, the Queen's <laughs> birthday, and when pubs reopened. <laughs> yeah. Anything after that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, I think, I don't know about you, but this, so this lockdown, to be fair, I've spent most of it away, but when I was home, I felt it was completely different from the first, like in every aspect from obviously the, the weather doesn't help, but home workouts, the things you were doing at home, things you were thinking about, like at the start of it, it was like, oh, I'm missing my mates. I'm missing footy. I'm missing this, that. Now I'm genuinely missing my mates, genuinely missing social aspect of football. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, it's made me realize I do need to go and see my, uh, my sisters and my mum and dad a bit more, <clears throat> just because they, I, you know, I haven't I haven't seen my mum now since what start of December. Yeah, um, and it's a long time, really. Yeah. I I used to see her quite a bit, and now all of a sudden everything's changed. And then you read in the news, you know, all these 
all the deaths and everything that's happened, it just makes you think, I, how many excuses have I made before? Oh, I'm not coming up this weekend. Oh, I can't because of because of Dexter. He's playing up. That's the excuse like, you gave me. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, what's the next excuse? <laughs> Get that roller desk out. Oh, yeah, the traffic's really bad. <laughs> the police are out. <laughs> but no, it's... Um, yeah, I think the roadmap's important. Uh, it's it's going to, I think, lift everyone's spirits. It's got Carla's, We are coming out. Carla, Carla's just sent me a picture here of the saying that <clears throat> the furlough scheme is going to be extended to the summer. Brilliant. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't look like the the high speed out of lockdown that we're probably going to be. I think that's probably likely going to be just for certain sectors because the hospitality sector isn't going to bounce back. I mean, they're, talk, they're talking about pubs being open early May and, and only if they've got an outdoor section. And the majority yeah. of pubs and bars don't have an outdoor section, especially city centre ones. So no. <clears throat> May, what well, are going to do to protect that, those jobs? The city centre pubs, what I've seen here, so last weekend I went into Paris because it was the first weekend where the weather was all right. And the amount of bars that have literally, I'm not kidding you, they've taped a square outside the their pub on the path. And you can go in and get your beer, then go outside. And that's how they're coping. No, but the, the council here will probably find oh, them. Exactly. Whilst having a pint. Yeah. <laughs> if you're having a beer and then finding them. But I know what you mean. It's going to be a struggle, mate, for, for a lot of, a lot of, um, sectors what do you think what do you think going back to the pub's going to be like once this is let's say end of summer i think everyone everyone's had a vaccine what do we think that's going to look like i think first of all it's going to be absolute carnage do you think i really do because it'll be the summer it'll be absolute carnage but i think it's going to be more enjoyable i think the pubs are going to do probably more to um you know, if anything, just to clean up their own, their, their places a bit, but also put on some, you know, if the weather's good and stuff, put on some more entertainment, try and get families down there because we've all been missing that that time. Yeah. Whether it's with your mates or your family. So I think, yeah, a lot of pubs are going to turn to that. I'll tell you, one business to get into would be these, like, you know, the food trucks and things like that because that is just going to go through the yeah. roof, I think, in the summer. <coughs> But I think it'll be good. I really do. I think it's going to, like I said, carnage at the start when, you know, you get all the sort of millennials and that going, oh, we can go and drink now. Let's go. And it's just full on. <laughs> like to me and you sat in the corner going, back in my day. this <laughs> <laughs> We were allowed to hug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, don't know, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> but no, I think it's scary. I think it's going to be mad. What about you? Do you reckon? Do you reckon it'd be a slow return or everyone just go mad? I don't know. My, my initial thoughts were similar to you. I thought everybody would rush back to the pub and, you know, try and get back to some level of normality. But <clears throat> the more I've been speaking to people, the more people are actually saying, actually, do you know what? It's not the same. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, do you remember the, when, the, when the pubs were open before? 
did you ever did you go out there you know where you could you could go out but you could only stay on your table you couldn't go to the bar which yeah, yeah. is great table service is the way it should be anyway but it was just like if some somebody that you knew was on another table you couldn't speak to them <laughs> it just took all the enjoyment out of it for me it's like a uh, being in detention yeah don't you dare speak to them yeah just go in sit down in the corner uh, yeah. yeah i went out just before Christmas, <clears throat> and uh it was it was weird because it was um there was a band playing and it was all you know it was the, the atmosphere was good because of christmas everyone was sat down and there yeah. was a group of people that kept literally standing up to dance and the doorman was straight over sit down yeah you think uh, they're not causing any trouble they're literally just standing up having a dance and it was sit down I think in the end, one of them actually got thrown out because he, he just refused to stay seated. But and it it, it was it, it's different every pub you go to. Some people are not not that fussed. Others, were, like you say, were a completely anal. Yeah. It, for me, it just zapped the enjoyment out of going out. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I like to get drunk, become of a bit of an idiot, and talk to everyone. That's that's my mo. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, you mean like, the social aspect sort of goes, and it is you're literally there just to drink. Yeah, and, uh, I I don't visit the pub just to drink. It was always an excuse to have a a, a gathering, a social. Yeah, you know what I mean, and uh, yeah, I think I think if pubs can't offer some sort of like live entertainment or anything, it will be a struggle because mm -hmm. people will be of that mindset of. What's the point? Can't be asked. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it is sit at your table, like no mingling, whatever. Um, so I think a lot of it's going to rely on entertainment. Yeah. Speaking of people that aren't going to be enjoying a pub in the great British pubs this summer, <laughs> what do you think of um, Meghan and Harry? Joe, you know I think, I think fair play to him. I think okay. he's, He's stepping back for his family. Just having another kid, one on the way, whatever. <clears throat> I don't think he should have retired from all of the royal duties um, and handed all that back. Mm. But it, he's human. He wants time out of it. <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> what's wrong with that? Do you know, right? <sighs> I'm I'm torn on this one because you know you you if you're Harry right you've grown up in a life of luxury palaces flying mm -hmm. all over the world you know all the money and I know they have a, they they say their net worth is this but they have all the money that they need right they're never going to want for anything you know they. They they need to fly somewhere. Somebody lends them a plane. You know, it's <laughs> that's just the life they lead. And he's grown up all his life in in that. And now, all of a sudden, he decides mm, actually I don't want that anymore. But I'm going to make money off the name that I have that I've been given. To show me, to show, I, I, that's why I find it a bit of a hard balance. Because, I, I, yeah. look, when they got when they got married, they had the, 
you know, a proper royal wedding. They loved all that. That was brilliant, you know. But then when it came to opening a leisure, leisure centre in Sleaford on a rainy Tuesday night, <laughs> they didn't seem to like that. That wasn't the, the glamorous. Who would? <laughs> <laughs> but, that, you know, I, I, I think that Meg, that wasn't the life that Megan expected it to be. Yeah, I've I've read quite a lot about that. You know, like they're saying, it's it's her, it's mm. it, it's her controlling, like what what they do. Um, she doesn't want that lifestyle. She wants the whole on screen TV, like media side of it, but not the attention. Yeah, because I read that didn't they try and um, get her some like voiceover work or something for mm. Disney? Is it Disney? Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he, he um, it was at a function, and it was the head of head of Walt Disney was there, and he was saying that uh, Harry was saying him Megan should do some work for you. Uh, okay, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, I, I get your point definitely, and I agree with you that uh, she was like Harry, go on, get over there, speak to him. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be back in the bed tonight? You will have. <laughs> um, yeah, they shouldn't be if they're leaving all the royal duties. Then obviously. Everything should go with it, really, and you just leave. It should be called Harry and Meghan, not Duchess and Duchess. Exactly. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent. Because I'm, the thing that the thing that annoyed me is that I've read the like they've sued quite a few people, haven't they, over yeah. a lot of stuff, and um, one of them, you know, Harry was the. Um, oh, try and remember the name of it. He was like group captain or something of the Marines, or he was, yeah, I know what you mean. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, they basically the uh, Daily Mail tried to say, well, no, he's neglected his duties. He's turned his back on them. Blah blah. But made this massive thing about it. Yeah. And you had people from the Marines <laughs> say, no, he hasn't. Like, he hasn't neglected any of his duties or anything. Like it's just not been publicised. It's not all been in the media. So he sued them, and I think that was right because they're suing it over something like that. Because you know his connection with the military. You know, he he does so much. And he, well, he did do a lot for the military. He was in there. He served. He's done his – like, served his country. And then to – to then be <laughs> to then be told that you are turning your back on something that – you're quite passionate about. Mm. I see why he, he, he did. He did have to give up his. He was captain general of the Royal Marines. That's what he. Captain that's what he was. But he captain. did have to give up that title. Yeah, exactly. And same with like the rugby league and the rugby union. Like he's like a uh, patron of that, isn't he? And stuff. So yeah. Um, all of that stuff goes with it. So you know, is it? We don't know the ins and outs. Has he? Has he I mean, sat down and his wife said to him? Uh, you ain't doing shit, mate. <laughs> it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because, you, like, you know, Harry was the, is a British sweetheart, right? Everyone loves him. He was always the the, the one rebel. of the two that the rebel, you know, the one that everyone sort of looked at and enjoyed reading the stories on. He was just one of the lads, right? Mm. Whereas William's always been king in waiting. Like, he, that's just the way he's always been. Whereas Harry was, he felt like he was one of ours. Yeah. Yeah. And, I can't, I don't see a reality where he goes off and leaves the Queen, leaves the royal family without Meghan. 
Yeah. I just don't, I just don't see that. And then the other part of it is the other bit why I'm just a little bit like, mm, you know, they, they've given up their money from the sovereign grant. Fine. They, you know, but they still really, they still relieve, relieve, relieve. <laughs> Let me put my teeth back in. Um, they still that receive two, a two. What's that? How many pints are you had now? Half of one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, look, they, they still receive two and a half million pound a year from the Duchy of Cornwall, which is his allowance from Prince Charles. And, you know, you can argue that that's Prince Charles's personal wealth. Yeah, it is, but it still comes from the crown. Yeah. Yeah. So still, he, he doesn't have that unless he's, if, he, if he's just Charles from Aberystwyth, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Get them you know what I mean I can't pronounce those Welsh towns but if he's just Charles from Wales he isn't, he isn't giving him two and a half million pound allowance a year he's getting two and a half million pound because he is the prince because yeah. he they, they receive money from the Duchy of Cornwall's estate so by saying you know we're going to go independent we're going to do all this we're going to do that but they're not and yeah. that's why I have an issue with it they never will be able to be independent, just just Harry and Meghan. They'll never be able to be that, will they? Ever. Um, Do you know how much their security costs in America? No. £8,000 a day. <laughs> what? Yeah, £8,000 a day it costs them. £3 million a year. Oh, my God. Just on the security. Now, they're paying it themselves. Um, Eight grand a day. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know the normal person has that. Just there, yeah. <laughs> Walk out eight grand a day. I, I, yeah, I agree with you. If you, they're never, they're never going to be able to walk away from every aspect of royal life. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. You can't. My, my thing, my thing about it all is like, if they want to do what, let them do what they want. I don't really care that much. You know, I'm not sat here. Typing furiously on Facebook about my, <laughs> my my thoughts on this, I don't really care. But it's not true. Talking about it, I'll um, <laughs> I'll share my opinion. But I just think she got into it knowing, I imagine fully what it was about. He he even admitted to telling her exactly what the royal family was about and exactly what you're coming into. Yeah, she said openly in an interview that a friend said, "Don't do it, don't do it," because this is what it's going to be like. They came in. She took all the glitz. She took all the glamour. She took the status because, look, the reality is, she wasn't an A-lister in America. You know, she wasn't no. a superstar, but now she is. So yes. she's 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 taken all all of all of the thing all the good things and given away everything that's bad. And I just think you can't do that. No, it's massive. It's massively unfair. And also, you know. It, when, pe when people are people are genuinely struggling and then you've got somebody sort of almost claiming that they're, you know, they're victim of all this S stuff that they've brought on themselves. Well, especially Megan, like you said, she wasn't an A-lister. She was in, like, <clears throat> I'd seen her in suits when I was watching that. Well, that's all she was really in. That's all yeah. I ever known. That, that was it. Um, and in half a million a year, which for, uh, 
you know, a, a celebrity in America is peanuts. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. She was she was a, well, I guess, a, a nobody, C- really. C-lister. Like, she was a yeah. C-lister. Yeah. And then, also then, with Harry. And now they're right at the top there in every, on every bit of news there is, every bit of media. I love, the, um, I love the stars. Did you see the stars um, front page this week? No. no. Not, that I, not that I read the stars. I just saw it online. But there, <laughs> I read the sport. Yay. <laughs> um, no, so it's, you know how that she's always suing everybody. You know, she's camera shy, publicity shy. Their front page was, it was the day after that they announced that she was pregnant again. And their front page was, uh, publicity shy woman tells seven billion people she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> about, yeah, about right. Yeah. About right. I wonder how much money they made off that anyway. Well, that Oprah interview. Imagine how much money you're going to make from that. Oh yeah, yeah. Not that I'll watch it anyway, but yeah, I did see that that they're going to do their first Oprah. first interview about the palace of. Sweating, what are they going to talk about on that? But then again, there's got they've got to have been sort of told some sort of guideline. No, it doesn't seem can. like they followed any guidelines. I mean, the the announcement that they were completely stepping away full time comes at a really weird time with um the Duke of Edinburgh in hospital yeah. Yeah. this week. So it seems just like a weird like everything that they've done has been really weird timing and sort of against whatever the palace want yeah yeah and well is it just the rebel phase or is there more to it like i mean they just do things as and when they want because they think they're untouchable yeah but but i I think if 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 they want to step away from it and be normal and live normal lives and all of this stuff fund their own lifestyle then don't sign up to netflix and Spotify, yeah. yeah, don't do all that. Don't say you want to create what was it, family friendly programming or something on Netflix, yeah. You family friendly, like what? I really hope they're in the next season of The Crown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I don't care for Megan at all, but if she was in that, I would, I, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be amazing. Hey, I think you got more chance of them being in Peaky Blinders than the Crown. Yeah, true. Um, true. And I think I just, mate, I just think if uh, they want to step away from it, then but the, the UK the media and everything should step away from it. They find mm. nothing to do, but they won't because it makes it makes it's stories. A juicy story, isn't it? Exactly, it makes news. We're talking about it now. There you go. Do you know what I mean? And. Um, like the millions of people listening to this will be then millions googling it, googling it and then reading it. So we're yeah. actually contributing to it. Yeah. So we'll put our details on there for where they can send the uh, yeah. royalties for that. Do you know I'm going to make a prediction? Go on. Prince Harry and Meghan don't last 10 years. And Harry is going to come back to the UK with tail between his legs. A sad ginger old man <laughs> <laughs> trying to get back into his brother the king's good graces. 
Yeah. You heard it here first. Okay. Let's mark this. Mark this day. Have you watched The Crown? No. Oh, it is actually quite good. I have watched it. Um, but there are so many similarities between... Remember the, the king that married the American actress? Yeah. Going into exile. And then he he came back, and as an old man, he was just a bit of a sorry state for himself. Whoops, you know, skunking around the the palaces, having no real job, having no real money. But just that, just the public. Okay, yeah, that'd be yeah. That's the future for that's the future for Harry. I'm telling you, that's what you predict for Harry. Yeah. Well, let's see. In ten years, let's see. Um. Oh yeah, I just. But it doesn't impact doesn't impact anything for me. <laughs> like I'll read it. I, I like Harry. I like it. Um, I like him for the things he's done with the military and for the. Oh, do you know him? Stuff. I know him. Yeah. Can you not? <laughs> can you not tell? Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're, you're all pals. It's a brotherhood. <laughs> so brotherhood. So you mark my words. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it funny how we we make opinions on people, the people that we've never met, never even. I had a conversation with, like you just said, there you like Harry, you know. You, I as well, like I, you know, what do you you watching him from afar and you think, yeah, I like him, but actually he might be. And I'm saying this about anyone that you, you say, oh no, I really like them or I don't like them. They might be like the night, the most awful people ever, but we make this assumption of what they're like based on what you see from afar. Isn't it funny how that works? Yeah, I mean, I've. I've I've been fortunate. To, I've had a. I have spoke to him. Okay. Yeah, like genuinely spoke to him um, when he was at Watersham Airfield, and uh, the Army Air Corps bit. He was there doing Apache stuff, and um, at the time, Prince William was at uh, search and rescue, mm-hmm. C flight. I was on B flight, and uh, they sort of cross over. So I remember all that when when he was around that place. Um, and yeah, it was just, I mean, I wouldn't say I sat down and had a, you know, heart to heart and a deep, like, how you doing mate? All that stuff, not a chance. But from what I've seen, like his interaction with other people as well, mm. just a very normal, like mm. down to earth chat the lad really. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like they say, you should never meet your heroes. Because mm. normally, sometimes you, you have this person up on a pedestal, and then you actually meet them, and they're an absolute arse. <laughs> Do you know who, who I, be yours? Who my heroes? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> mum was my hero. That's pretty much it. I don't. I've never been one for putting people on a pedestal. I tell you. I tell you a funny story actually. Once, so I remember when um, Van Persie used to sign for United. And that season, you know, his first season, he won the league. Fergie's last season. When I used to live in Wilmslow, he used to live in Wilmslow, or he used to live in Old the Edge, close to it. <clears throat> and that season, he was a god. Like, I was unbelievable. I loved him. I had a season ticket. I was there every week, cheering his name. One night, I was walking home from work, and there's this majestic wines shop in Wilmslow. Walking up, right near the car park on the path is this... Um, I think it was a Bentley with RVP 25 or something like this. Anyway, he comes out of the shop 
with a box full of wine. Majestic wine place. Majestic wine shop, yeah. Comes out of the shop with a bottle, with his box of wine going over to his car. And I'm like, as he's coming to the car, I'm we're like crossing like this. And I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to say hello. I was like, oh, Robin, how you doing, mate? You are right? And he just went... <laughs> just flanked me completely. I was like... And I remember walking off thinking, you fucking wanker. Does he not know who you are? Does he? Exactly. Mate, cancel his invite to this. Don't have him on. Yeah, no. Begging. <laughs> no, he completely blanked you. No, dig. It's funny because I um I always remember thinking I used to love him. He was brilliant. And then after that, I was always a bit like, no, oh, bit of a knob. If <laughs> <laughs> he gets injured. <laughs> yeah. uh, but to be fair, his his career went downhill after he saw me, and he didn't say hello. So karma, mate. That's what yeah. it is. He probably felt really bad. He was looking for you every week after that, but you avoided. I didn't that. go. I didn't go that next season. I give up my season ticket because of that. <laughs> and you don't go to Majestic Wines anymore either. No, I don't. No. Hey. Even I even moved out of Wilmslow. That's how bad it was. Oh my God. <laughs> Getting a bit deep now, mate. There'll be a documentary soon. I know. Listen, speaking of football, how do you how do you think this? Um, Whole taking and ease going on. What would you think of this business? Is it is it done now, mate? It's. I think. I think the impact has been made. Yeah. I think it definitely has been made, and rightly so. You know, when it was all going off, when it was all starting. Yeah. Rightly so, because they're using the probably the best platform in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know what I mean football? <laughs> like. Yes, I agree with it. But yeah, I think I think now it's it's almost like if somebody doesn't take a knee and the rest of the team have, they're getting slated. And they're, like the rugby they're, last they're, week. Yeah, exactly. And then they're getting made out to be like horrible people. <clears throat> and you think, well, no, isn't that like something that we, we can do? We can it's our right to say, okay. I've done this now, you know. I've shown my support. <clears throat> let's get on. Let's let's get on with it. Yeah, it's almost like if you don't you don't do it, you're being shouted down as a horrible racist. Exactly, exactly. So it loses its it loses the the impact. It loses its power when you know when when things are done all the time, it just becomes normal and it, it you know yeah. it doesn't stand out. When it was first starting, it was like this is amazing, like. Solidarity, um, like everybody was on the same page, everyone was doing it, and it was good, it was a massive sign of respect, yeah. But now, like you said, the person who doesn't do it because they say, we, We've done this, I've shown my support, I'm here to do my job now, let's get on. And now, all of a sudden, I, they're going, Hang on, yeah. you're race, how are you doing that? I, I think it should have died last season. I think last season they started doing it for the last few games. And then, well, I don't understand. I never understood why they've carried it into this season. I, I've never understood that. It's like, like I say, it's, it's something that sort of almost becomes, um, it's expected now, isn't it? It's like, mm. oh, we've got to take an ease. But then it becomes meaningless. Exactly. It's lost its, it's lost its impact now. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, it, you know, it will never change, change the situation at all. It, it just won't, but it got a bigger message out there and it showed everyone together. But then, 
But then you look at like all the abuse, like Rashford and that yeah. And then we, you know what I mean? And so they they are still every day, like they go through this all the time. Lots of people do. Yeah. So where do you draw the line? Where do you say, okay, that that's that that movement's finished, that we've we've impacted that as much as we can. Now yeah. we're actually causing more drama. Yeah. Because we're singling people out now that go, why aren't you taking the And also you you're allowing the racists to get to really have a voice to be angry about. Yeah. You, oh, yeah, exactly. You're just adding fuel to that fire. That's it. The, mate, I don't think there's a, yeah, you can't really argue it, can you? It's, it's wrong. It, the whole yeah. situation is massively wrong, but it's never, it's not going to change. And that's, it's hard. No, it's hard. You can spend a lifetime trying to make the change. And some people do, and you know, hats off to them, but, don't single people out because then you're then becoming the exact mm. <laughs> you know, stereotype of what you're fighting against. I, I, I think with racism, I think the only way you win that battle is with education and education at a young age. 100%. 100%. Because, because they then grow up to be better people. Let's just say, let's just call it that, right? Yeah. And then their kids, they have kids, and if they're still learning that in school, then that message gets reinforced by the older parents. The problem is now the parents still don't give a toss about it. They're not, they're not they have, people will be racist, whatever. Um, and then the kids aren't really learning about it in school. And all they do is they go home and hear parents yeah. talking and hearing and being racist and do, and it's just a revolving cycle. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it, you're right; it's education, and it it starts obviously a young age. Yeah, but it's, it's having the right education. It's not it's not being it's not being preached to. Do you know what I mean? It, you, you, that's not an education. Like yeah. telling somebody it's wrong. That's not an education. Explain why. Explain the reason, like the ins and outs of it, the history. Like I seen a video when the the uh, Black Lives Matter thing all started. I've seen a video on social media and it was it was the cutest thing ever. It was a a, a really young um, black boy running over to his little friend he's just seen come out of a park or something and he was a little white boy and they literally rang and, and had a hug. They were so excited to see each other. And do you know what I mean? And so and that that was saying like, you don't <laughs> you don't um grow up to be well, you're not born a racist yeah exactly mate. yeah and that, that was the thing and it's because of what you're saying you know it's education it's education right and wrong that's it it's that, that's where it's got to start it's got yeah. to start but we've maybe we've we've seen it we've been around it all and uh, I remember oh, mate this is a blast Remember an academy game, Grimsby? And um, can you remember uh, Nathan, I think his name was, uh, striker yeah. for us? And um, I remember half-time, as we're walking off, it was kicking off massively. Can you not remember JP getting involved? No. I, can you not remember that? 
No. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah, that was Grimsby. I remember I was away and I just remember it all kicking off and it was um, one of the players was yeah, being racist to, to Nathan. And I just remember like there was like like spitting and then punches being thrown and all sorts. And it was just, yeah, it was just ridiculous. And like that group that, that were doing all of that, like that's them thinking they're really really cool <laughs> like, yeah it's just it's just not on it's it's not on and there's no point in people having a go at somebody now because they don't want to take a knee because they you know they feel the same they'll go well we've we've done this yeah we've tried yeah. to get across we may have succeeded we may not have and and everyone's called a racist these days so even being called a racist has no meaning anymore yeah, exactly, mate. You know, when pe- people people talk about Donald Trump being worse than Hitler, I mean, <laughs> come on. Where do you draw the line? Do you know what I mean? Where do you, like you say, everyone, everybody's, you've got to watch yourself very carefully what you say nowadays. And you can't have, like, the banter. You can't have a joke. And even if it's a personal joke, if somebody overhears it, you're upsetting them or mm-hmm. all of a sudden you, you're in trouble because you know, I mean? you offended been... somebody. Yeah, exactly. So the political, like political correctness is just, Oh, hey, it's just ruining, ruining everything because you know, I mean, you, you can't say anything anymore. Like anyone, anybody, no. any religion, any race whatsoever, you can't say anything out of the fear of somebody taking it the wrong way. Or overhearing it and escalating it, yeah. and social media. We spoke about this the other week. Social media is such a tool. Mm. Like all of a sudden, I've started getting some pretty shitty messages. Have you actually? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. On this? yeah, yeah. Oh my! Crazy, God. crazy, isn't it? Me. Like, yeah. can you say what or? Nah, there's no point getting, getting into it. Just, just stupid stuff like, you know, so one one guy, what, we, we're doing a, a charity Warzone event. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was, I was talking about doing the 24-hour one. Yeah. But instead, <clears throat> we're doing a tournament. So get 150 players, 10 quid each, 50% going to the charity, 50% going to, is a prize pot that I'll never win because I'm terrible at <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> anyway, 50% being split among the top three or four teams. <clears throat> Someone's like commented saying, oh, yeah, you're just doing this to build a platform. I'm like, this platform is purely about trying to help people and trying to talk yeah. about men's mental health issues and mental health struggles and being able to signpost help to people and f- ultimately get people talking. So if, yeah, that is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build a platform for that, but there's no material benefit for me. I don't have to do that. I can stop this tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I'm really good. I don't have to do it. You know, I give, I'm, I'm doing two or three podcasts a week. I write my blog, which takes a little bit of writing, yeah. but I'm not doing that for money you know no. i'm doing it because i, I want to help exactly mate. goes to that thing doesn't it? there's always somebody with uh, too much time on their hands to go yeah okay what can i find offensive about this yeah it's, it's ridiculous mate. you're never never going to get around it um 
and I'm sure if you commented back, then it would escalate. And well, I did. Oh. <laughs> did you invite no, him to the tournament? No, I just I just killed him with kindness, and I just said, "Look, silly comment." I, I even used the word silly instead of stupid because that's what I normally put. I just said, look, silly comment, mate. I just said, if, you, if you're taking the time to read anything that I've ever written, then you'd know that all I'm talking about is men's mental health yeah. and that, you know, even even as much as that we've created a shop on the website, which is everything is going to charity. There's, not, there's, nothing, there's nothing for me there. Everything that we, we sell, the profits go to charity. So... Yeah, that's what I said. So I just said I just tried to kill him with kindness. Did he disappear? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard anything else from him. Oh man! <laughs> but, uh, I think he's the kind of guy that gets annoyed by the sound of birds singing outside his window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But hey, that's the thing. It's <clears throat> you, you're doing this out of. You know, it's your own time, it's your own personal time away from your, your jobs, your, your family. You're trying yeah. to do this to help others. And then you get, mm. sorry, mate, you get dickheads like that <laughs> making a comment. Like you could even take one or two ways. You could be like, oh, I'm gone. I yeah. don't want this. Like, where does it yeah. start? Like all of a sudden you can start going a bit of a recluse. And then if it starts to get more and more comments, it, it ruins people. Yeah. It ruins people. No, you did the right thing, though. I would have invited him. I would have sent him a link to the, uh, the game thing. The address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. I think the old me would have been a bit more, <laughs> you know, forceful with my reply, but I'm just trying to be a nicer person this year, Tilly. <laughs> oh, mate. Still early days, buddy. <laughs> Probably still about, is it? Only February, isn't it? It's... Uh, yeah. Only two months in, mate. It's got a long way to go. Yeah. Listen, I, think, I think you're doing an amazing job, mate. So appreciate keep, that, keep, mate. Keep doing that. Well, look, we're um, we're planning to do our first live event on the Wednesday, the seventeenth. Paddy's day. Paddy's, Paddy's day. That's Every Englishman knows that one day a year he gets to be an Irishman. <laughs> Yes, and just drink. <laughs> well, actually, you know, technically, I've got a dog in this race now. My <laughs> son is a quarter Irish. Oh, mate. So te- technically, by default, that is my day as well now. <laughs> oh, you're going to be the one on the line dressed in uh, like a full green suit, aren't you? 100%. Good man, good man. <laughs> Drinking Guinness like it's your breakfast. Like, yeah, 100%. Happy. Yeah, I've, I've already got all the, the bunting ordered. It's, I'm going all out. Good man. <laughs> but no, that's that's going to be our first live recorded event. I think there'll be four or five of us on it. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be good. Hopefully, if, any, if anybody's still listening at this point, please tune in on the 17th. <laughs> no, that'll be good. That'll be really good. Looking forward to that. Yeah. I'll be when are you back? So when are you back? Yeah, so I'm back on the 26th. So 26th. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'll be. Um, yeah, I'll be out of isolation as well, so yeah. I can get to the supermarket and stock up on all my my Irish uh, goodies. Irish. Proper twelve whiskey and your Guinness. Oh. <laughs> yeah, start walking in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking Listen, forward to mate. it. 
Listen, have a nice weekend and good weekend in Paris. And um, I'm sure we'll speak, we'll speak in the week. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, buddy. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Cheers.